welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast. I am Alice Bell and I'm joined as ever by Colin Ahern. Hello there. How are you this week, Colin? I'm absolutely fucking brilliant, Alice. Wow. As, as always, how are you? You seem surprised by my fucking brilliant. Are you terrible? Yes. Oh, oh now no. do, do tell why. I'm fine, I'm fine. I had a good weekend. Played okay. some games, watched that Louis Through documentary. Which which one? Has the he a new Scientology one? Scientology movie. Oh, the Scientology one. Oh, what, what did you think? It's good, yeah. I mean, it's it's not really saying anything new about Scientology, but I did like it just because, like Louis Theroux, remains unflappable. See, I I thought it was one of his poorer ones because because he had no access to. I mean, spoilers. Um, well, because he has very little access to the Scientologists, the current the current crop. Uh, and he David kind of has, to, and stuff, yeah. yeah. He kind of has to make do, really. And the whole, uh, um, was he uh, kind of filming? Uh, I'm trying to remember what kind of guys. Well, it was, it was called my Scientology movie, so he kind of he has it in this sort of guise of filming a film on Scientology, and I don't think it really works. Because with with Louis Theroux, you're obviously you're used to him going into San Quentin prison and going, "Why did you kill that person?" and then breaking down in tears and then hugging Louis Theroux and going, "I don't know, Louis." Yeah, but he is quite good in that. So he does meet some Scientologists and they're sort of getting in his face and he's like, "Hello, what's your name? <laughs> Are you making a documentary too?" I mean, it's going to be a bumper news podcast this week. Although we do have a Destiny Two correspondent who'll be joining us shortly. But a lot of stuff happened uh, in the world of, of games. Uh, notably, Ubisoft or Ubisoft dropped a lot of stuff. Uh, so Assassin's Creed has obviously been confirmed now. Um, what else? The Crew 2. Mm-hmm. That's happening. And uh, Far Cry 5 as well. Mm-hmm. All like confirmed basically they also confirmed the release date for Fractured but whole that was the one that was that was that's the all important one well i mean some of the other ones as well we can talk about because we have gotten more information on far cry 2 or far cry 5 as well uh the fact that south park has a third release date hooray is that your favorite that, well, I mean, I'm I'm excited about Far Cry as well, but I can kind of get on to that. Like, the trailer that they released to go along with the South Park announcement of a release date, it didn't really, I don't know, it didn't really give away much else. We kind of, we've seen and heard a lot about the new battle system. We know what it looks like. We know it's the Coon and Friends kind of story. So, like, all that was kind of, you know, it was just a nice reminder, I suppose, of what the Fractured Butthole will be. But we have a release date thankfully because as we said I think on the podcast before for a long time like us as well as all members of the general public and whatnot, kind of going where is South Park we had where the fuck is South Park written on our whiteboard it's great to have uh, a release there for mm. new South Park and I am also growing excited again I know I know I know I know that I am a mark in many respects for Ubisoft but I am. I was excited to see that Assassin's Creed logo. I thought it looked fucking cool. Okay, tell, tell me, tell me why? Because it looked like the Assassin's Creed logo. Yeah, well, it was just it's so it's kind of like a shiny gold, you know, upside down <laughs> V on like blue kind of marble. I was just Ooh, like, oh, that's cool. Ah. Because because I Assassin's Creed has it's always been like the early ones and two and stuff were like were such great games for me. Uh, and it's still exciting for me to see it because I think every time I see it, I'm like, this one could be fucking great again. Mm-hmm. 
So like I did, you know, I really liked four. I thought four was good. Black Flag, that was good. And I didn't hate the other recent ones. So I'm just hoping that I really like this one again. And I think, I mean, it's not been confirmed, but we're all sort of assuming it's going to be in Egypt. And I think there are some really cool opportunities that they could take with that. So I'm excited for that. Uh, What what was the tagline again? Was it, uh, what was it? A a new era begins, that mm, was it, wasn't it? Yeah. So like, yeah, it could, like, do would you like them to basically go Desmond Miles, all that other stuff, forget about it, this is a reboot, or do you want them to... Not a reboot, but I think breaking free of the Miles kind of timeline would be... That's, you know, there's an opportunity to do some more cool stuff with that, because it has all kind of been tied in with Miles, Desmond Miles and his whole mm. well, bloodline and stuff. And I'm sure there are other assassins that and, aren't related to Desmond. So. And you have... Like the kind of in re- more recent entries have gone down the kind of the me- like modern day have gone down the meta route. Of, yeah, like you work in a fucking developer. Yeah, and I it's know. like right, okay. So I, I yeah, I think it's like reframing it mm-hmm. would be a good way to refresh it as well. So mm. they've got some opportunities to do some really cool stuff. I might do an article that's like ten things you're definitely going to do in the next Assassin's Creed, and it's like watch the Sphinx's nose fall off and stuff. Excellent. Um, uh, the crew too, I think, is probably uh, that's what we know kind of least about because a they haven't officially said anything, and b not like the whole thing hasn't leaked like yeah. with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, like the again we got a tagline with that that was beyond uh, the road, beyond the road, yeah. which kind of led me to believe that the is there is there boats in this? Are there kind of helicopters? Is mm. there is there what or is it literally just? I don't know. You are you're off roading more. Yeah, I, I don't I, really know. Yeah, but you know, people are excited for that. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Far Cry Five. Ooh. Now you're excited by this. Aren't Very you? much so. Yeah, because I adored Far Cry Three. I think it's an absolutely terrific game that gets unwarranted flack in some ways and deserved in others. Far Cry 4 was a carbon copy, but just not as strong because Pagan Min wasn't vast Montenegro, basically, and he had the potential to be, but he kind of shows up at the start and then fucks off for ages and only contacts you through the radio. And it's just, it's lacking a good supporting cast as well, which was there in, in Far Cry 3. Now, Far Cry 5, I think, looks quite cool. Like, what we've seen so far... um is we've gotten four teaser videos, kind of probably totaling in, in length of about a minute. Yeah, welcome to Hope County. Yeah, so we have confirmation that it happens in Montana, and it looks like the rumour going around that it was set in Montana, that it was modern day, and that's what it looks like. Uh, there's also, because there was a Redditor, uh, I, think it was called Far, I think it was called Far Cry 5 Throwaway or something, who kind of uh, apparently folks tested the game a good number of months ago or something and a lot of what they said is kind of coming true so it might be the case that um, the kind of the story element that they were saying is true as well which is that you take on the leader of like a, re- a religious cult think of like um, what was his name David Koresh mm. that that type because in one of the the teaser videos you see someone's head basically being drilled into a church bell yeah just slammed into it to uh, make the bell ring, it's kind of cool. So like, pretend, like, and if they go down that route, I think that would be fucking great. Because, like, the fun you could have with that villain is just 
like not 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 as as say the protagonist, but like looking at it as a critical piece of work. Like that villain could go down the vast route of just being a bit of a psycho, which is perfect. Like that that's the kind of that's the Far Cry villain I think that fans want and really gravitate towards, you know, and that they kind of they appreciate. So hopefully, like the official or the kind of big worldwide reveal, kind of actual proper trailer is on Friday. A uh, time of recording, so yeah, hopefully we'll kind of get more from that. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks really cool. Like just the the, the kind of deliverance esque yeah. kind of vibe to it all. You should, like check them out. They're called Welcome to Hope County Number One through Five Four. four. Mm. So there's the they've all got this kind of air of stuff being slightly wrong and a bit, you know. So there's a body floating down the river, or like, uh, you know, someone running through a field, and then so they're all just very kind of intriguing, yeah. which is what you want from a tease, I suppose. Oh, definitely, yeah. And, and they kind of have that, like, they finish with that kind of bluegrassy kind of country uh, kind of little sting at the end, and yeah, all like the elements that they have given us. Like you could again, as I say, you could play with them so well. So yeah, hopefully on on Friday we'll kind of know a lot more. Mm. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be my favorite game of twenty seventeen. <gasps> oh, column. What? It's been delayed. Oh no! Shit! You're finding out just this second that it's been delayed. Um, Christ! So it's been pushed to spring twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've just ba- they basically like Rockstar announced the, the the delay and said it it needs more they need more time to you know make it perfect basically uh, and alongside that they did release the first screenshots which do look really good I mean they look outrageous like they- the there's one in particular that is uh, it's a shot of like someone holding some pistols and the scroll work on the metal of the gun barrels and like if you zoom in on the hammer. On the gun, it's got like little dents in the metal and stuff. The detail, the is detail on it is crazy, phenomenal. So, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's taken you a long time to make. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, but it is now potentially going to be up against. So it's going to be against you know, well, Wild West Online, mm-hmm. which was the Red Dead Redemption Two, but kind of for PC crowdfunded game that was mistaken yes for uh being a leak of red dead redemption uh and they did actually get in contact with us and say that it, they didn't do it deliberately but they did assure as hell jump on the opportunity for the uh and i mean the publicity and fair enough yeah yeah fair play well played to those gentlemen uh and also potentially if i mean we don't know when far cry is going to be out but it does look like it's going to be kind of a modern western feel mm-hmm. as well so that I, it might be the like the year of the Western, like I, as we were saying. I, I I think it is probably again. This is I mean pure speculation from what we've seen so far. I think like what you said, the Deliverance kind of vibe. I think it's going to go more down that Deliverance Hills Have Eyes kind of type thing rather than you know cowboy game basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um. I'm I'm very much looking forward to Far Cry Five, but I'm, yeah, very much looking forward to Red Dead Redemption. Listen, from the screenshots, yeah, you kind of go fair enough. Take a bit more time if you need it, um, because yeah, those screenshots are just fucking impeccable. Like even even the one of 
uh, the I'm guessing the protagonist, I don't know, it could just be a random cowboy, with like um, a scarf kind of around their mouth, whatever, disguising them, obviously to not kind of give away the whole whole thing, because maybe it is a Marston, I don't know. Uh, like, it, it just looks so great. It looks, the, the kind of the rock star polish, I suppose. It Yeah, I'm really excited for it, because I really, like everyone loved Red Dead Redemption, right? I mean, so- I, I think most would say it's Rockstar's best game, and if they say that. I mean, I'm just fucking. More, I, I'm. I'm saying it. Uh, yeah, it is. It's. It's easily Rockstar's best game. Fair play. Couple of fun news stories. Uh, the Resident Evil movie franchise is being rebooted. Thank God. It's been so long. <laughs> and how how foolish I was to think that 2016's sixth Resident Evil film, called The Final Chapter, would indeed be the final chapter. I mean, schoolboy era. <laughs> like, sh- most of the time when you reboot something, or when you look to reboot something, you look you look into the past. Or something that, you know, a bit into the past at least. But like... Fucking a year! There's Resident Evil still in, like, my rearview mirror. Like, yeah. Uh, did you, do? like, it's it's been universally panned by critics, but it's grossed, like, over a billion dollars. I The Resident Evil films are some of my favourite kind of... Sort of slightly shit like horror films, but like horror action films. Resident Evil Two is ridiculous, but but I love it. (laughs) Like I I think I've seen the first one. Maybe I don't. I don't think I've seen many of them. The first one's actually kind of not bad, but then from like two onwards, it's just like mega lols. Like they're they're actually like when you look at how they're shot and stuff. I think they're actually very well made. It's just the whole plot is just, just wild man like um other movie rumors actually uh tom holland spider-man current spider-man spider-man 3.0 is rumored to be cast as nathan drake in the uncharted film which it now reportedly is like a prequel from when Drake is young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're apparently kind of looking towards the the young Drake scenes from like Uncharted 3, kind of. Yeah. I kind of, I was looking, when this came out, I was looking at pictures of um, the the young Nathan Drake from Uncharted 3 and Tom Holland. And I was like, is Tom Holland not a little bit kind of old for that role? I mean... Like I know they don't have to specifically pick that. Like yeah. they they can they can just say yeah Tom Holland is or Nathan Drake is in his late teens early twenties. Yeah. Like they they can just change that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Tom Holland cast as Spider Man is my favorite Spider Man casting because he's the only person that was cast to play a teenager whilst he was a teenager. Yeah. Um, who's played Spider Man? All the others were like twenty eight or something. Um, and I think it could work, but then this film has been kind of talked about for years like different people have been working on scripts at different times and stuff apparently a script was finished recently Mm -hmm. but i mean what does that even mean like but this is like uncharted gears of war bioshock halo yeah like all the kind of the tentpole video game franchises that you can think of have they've had films in the works more or less since like yeah the mid to late 2000s. Like, and Uncharted like, was 2008, apparently. Like, Guillermo del Toro has been attached to all of them and shit, yeah. like, at one point. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so that, but speaking of video game movies, 
and I know this is something that's close to both our hearts, uh, King of Kong, mm-hmm. which is a f- just a fantastic film, 2007 documentary about the uh, the donk- the champion, the arcade champion of uh, the original Donkey Kong game. Uh, is it, like this film is now being made into a musical, apparently, mm-hmm. which. I think it's fantastic. I think it's abs- unbelievable news and I hope they do, when it actually gets made, they tour and come to uh, the UK or just, or they have a West End production of it because, like, it's it's an amazing story anyway. Like, the reason The King of Kong is a great documentary is because of the people. Like, all documentaries, it doesn't matter about the subject matter. It does not fucking matter. It matters about the people involved and whether you can get emotionally attached to them. And by Christ, you get emotionally attached to Steve Wiebe. Because you, really you want do. him to see, you want to see him beat Billy Mitchell. Because Billy Mitchell's a cock. He is the quintessential bad guy. He just looks like a bad He guy. already looks like he's like a, a musical villain. Yeah. And behaves that way as well. Like the long, the jet black long hair, the beard, the Amer- the Big, like thick um, American what's called tie. the old glory tie. Yeah, like it, it's it's just perfect. How, and the, like, and like the backstory is great for like a kind of over dramatic downplay, like Billy Mitchell who makes sort table sauces. Yeah, and you know the and there like it's, it was pointed out I think because you wrote the article, uh, but the the it was pointed out that, like. They're, a load of the people in it are musicians and there mm-hmm. are bits in where they're sort of sat with guitars singing ridiculous songs. Yeah, yeah, because the, the director of... It was based... This news came out uh, from the director of Baywatch. I don't have his name to hand, but he also directed The King of Kong. And it was during uh, a kind of a press junket that he said... He was asked, I think, about a K- King of Kong film uh, and like a, a screenplay and he said oh we're, we're actually working on a musical and he said that after that press junket he was going away like listening to demos of of songs for the musical and he said that mu- I think it's called Museum of Your Heart which is There's, the, the was, song from Walter Day yeah. who in the film in the documentary is like the scorekeeper basically for Twin Galaxies who make sure everything is above board but he's definitely Billy Mitchell's man like oh yeah 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 I mean it's just uh, that, again it's just a, a terrific story it fucking writes itself mate <laughs> so good if, if you listening have not seen King of Kong stop drop everything watch if you're it. holding a baby drop the baby and go and watch King well, of Kong you know, fine babies are very robust they are durable little things alright yeah uh Let's move on to, uh, I mean, sort of what we've been playing, but it's still a bit of news as well. Uh, we're going to bring in our Destiny 2 correspondent. I, I think he's... Madam! All right, now we throw now to our Destiny correspondent, Dom. Dom, hello, how are you? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. How are uh, you? Very well, thank you. Thank- Thanks for joining us. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be back. Uh, yeah. Now, where have you been, Dom? I have been playing Destiny 2. Jesus with- Christ. <laughs> In a massive hangar, Dom. In a massive hangar, right next to like SpaceX and Elon Musk and all them guys. So oh. yeah, I'm, more, I'm more intrigued by the hangar. Yeah. Uh, how how big was it? Uh, massive. Right. Like, Did you see a plane or any uh, okay, that's... any airborne vehicles at all? Actually, in one of my interviews, you can hear a plane taking off from next to us. So. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell us about Destiny 2, Dom. Destiny 2 is great. It's like, it's kind of more of the same, which I think Destiny players are going to want, but better. Okay. Um, the way I see it, it's vanilla Destiny was like a foundation that they built the rest of it on with Taken King and then like mm-hmm. layering things on. This is like a new base cake to layer things on again, which I think people got a bit pissed off about because they're like, oh, you, sh- you stiffen it on content. But I think it's kind of the, the the service that they're establishing here, the way that different things work, the way that the kind of classes are different, and you can equip different kinds of weapons, and they all work in and synergize with each other differently. I think it's a really brave kind of reimagining of what Destiny is, like a kind of a, a reboot, I guess. Does that make sense? So yeah, I'm I'm super psyched by it, and it looked great, it plays great, and warlocks are fucking bossing again. So I am so happy. <laughs> I know one thing you really enjoyed was the change to 4v4 yeah. PvP, is that right? Yeah, man, that's like proper controversial as well, because everyone's like, nah, 4v4 is awful, elimination was one of the worst modes in Destiny, but I think it just makes the whole experience far tighter. Um, you've got four people, that kind of really, really ne- means you need to work as a team and play as a team, rather than when it was 6v6, you can't you can't kind of just go and lone wolf it a bit and the other guys are going to support your back or get you know help you out. But in 4v4, it's definitely, there's a massive meta that goes with that, with the three subclasses and then an extra one. You know, how the team builds are going to work, it gives like kind of a lot of variation there. So if you're a team of four, four titans and come up against a team of three of the other classes being supported by a buffing warlock... I don't know. I think that whole thing that really excites me. I'm really into the meta of Destiny, so that just makes me like drool and like salivate with desire. The meta of Destiny. Listen to this guy. <laughs> the the one thing that I wasn't into in the first Destiny was how poor faced it was and how kind of environments were sort of drab. Mm. Like and and just the just the entire presentation kind of felt a bit drab. Like did you, I don't know was there, was there more life to this one? I think in the stuff that I played it was more of the same in that regard. We did a story mission and a strike, and both of them are quite like very similar to Destiny 1 and how they're set right. up. The strike's got more depth to it in terms of little battlefields, and you can see clearly they've dropped the last-gen stuff because there's more going on, so that's quite exciting. But in terms of saying about Po-Faced, from what I've seen, that's still very much in the kind of same sphere. Okay. But I played a really super serious, uh, the first story mission, which is, was in the trailer at the live stream, uh, so I think it might it might get a little bit more like levity to it later on. Especially you got Nathan Philly in there like doing his thing mm-hmm. uh, as Cade Six. So you know I think the presentation there, Destiny, they've dropped they've dropped the whole Grimoire card stuff, right? So all the story in the first game you accessed not in the game which on is, a fucking website. Yeah, right. No sense. So they've sensibly dropped that, and Mark knows where the 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 lead design guy said, okay, what we've done is we've taken all that stuff and that's all still there, the content, but. We're going to impart it to you through adventures or through NPCs now, which is something the first Destiny didn't do. So hopefully it's going to make that stuff much more accessible to anyone, especially if they're coming in not playing the first game. It should be kind of easy enough to kind of get on board with the world and understand it in a, in a way that isn't Dungeons & Dragons done by Halo. Mm. So, so like talking about people that didn't play Destiny very much, do you think this like Destiny 2... Is better equipped to to get you know to get people on board and to kind of draw people in from what you've seen. Yeah, I do. I think there's still going to be a pretty le- a pretty big learning curve and a pretty big uh, kind of barrier to entry, I guess, just because the loot system is it's, it's a loot system, so it's gonna that takes a little bit of getting used to. But I do think because of the guided games thing they do as well, where if you are a solo player without a clan or a team, you can kind of piggyback on other clans and teams that invite you in. And I think that's a really smart idea to kind of make this 
what could sometimes be a pretty toxic environment a little bit less nasty. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's going to be good for players coming in who haven't even touched the first game. So like okay. you, you you mentioned the gameplay like it, it, very similar to the first. Yeah, it handles the same. The guns handle the same, and that's what Destiny's all been about for me. It's yeah. the way they handle and the way they shoot, the way they sound as well. We only got to play with like three exotics, um, so I, I'm not too uh, sort of aware of how they're going to impact the whole gunplay thing. But the new subclasses as well, they've each got a, a different, a new ability. So you tap circle or double tap circle or B if you're on Xbox, and you can do a little like kind of semi ability, uh, and that just adds a whole new level of kind of. Um, like I keep saying the word synergy and it sounds so wanky but like the synergy between the classes you can buff people now without having to get a super and right. that sort of thing is quite s- substantial to how Destiny works as a uh, an ecosystem I guess so. is, is there something different with the the weapons where you can have two of the same or two similar like two handguns or something now is it? yeah so before you'd have your primary slot which was auto rifle pulse rifle handgun or Something else, and uh, you yeah. could, <laughs> and then you could have your secondary slot, which was like shotgun, sniper, fusion rifle kind of thing. Mm. Now the the big the big boys, the the shotguns, the snipers, and uh, the, the other stuff that all goes into your sort of power weapon slot now. Mm. So the first two, you can be have a assault rifle on the handgun or a pulse rifle on the pulse rifle. The only difference is one of them is kinetic damage, so it does the same across everything, and one of them is elemental, which you need to disarm certain shields or do more damage to certain bosses so that whole again it just changes up the way it lets you play with the weapons you want rather than chasing the meta so at one point in the crucible it was all hand cannons all the time and i fucking hate hand cannons (laughs) so i didn't get on very well with that but now it should mean there's more kind of like a sort of double helix kind of weaving in and out of how it all works and how it all comes together Mm. so yeah and the power weapon thing's great because it means that you can pick up special heavy ammo from certain points on the map and then the UI in the Crucible lets you know that other players have that. So you're not just going to get like shotgunned or sniped all the time as soon as you load in, which was a problem in the first one, especially towards the end of its life. It did seem like the atmosphere, in because you were in the room during the live conference, obviously, and everyone was <laughs> well hyped. <laughs> there was a really cool, like, so there were quite a lot of influencers and journos there. And the influencers were all sat at the front in camera, in camera light. So it was like, Aah! Yeah, like people yeah, going mental yeah. and at one point they were trying to do like a Mexican wave and when it got to like Fuck's the sake. international press there was just this like <laughs> a gap in the wave <laughs> and it was carried on the other side and it was interesting to have that kind of the two sides of it mm. but the bungee guys were there and from what I could see from the live show they seemed proper like and like nervous beforehand and then when it was all going well there, there seemed to be a lot of weight off them and it's nice to see that from devs like they clearly do give a shit and when you mm. see comments about saying oh Des- the bungee don't care it's like well no they do this is their living mm, <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the way I see it but did you get to go on the PC build I did not no um, unfortunately I was booked in for PS4 stuff just because of the sites but I did see people playing it and it looks fucking spectacular that 60 FPS stuff on there is amazing and it really is a shame it's not coming to consoles like that yeah it is, it is a shame the consoles are locked to 30 aren't they yeah and well the PC can apparently go up to like 100 and I mean I, I don't think it's locked to 60 I think it's the sky's the limit basically damn I didn't know that mm. that's crazy I might have to get a PC. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously they did. I mean, they're not talking about X, like Project Scorpio yet. No. I mean, uh, because of the Activision sweetheart deal with Sony, there was PS4 Pro plastered everywhere and everything. But if they've got a PS4 Pro version, there's going to be a Scorpio version. Yeah. yeah. Which is going to be far more similar in build to the PC version. So yeah, maybe we are going to get 60 plus frames on console. But that's like conjecture right now. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. But you, Dom, based on 
the hands on you right you're wiggling in your seat see how excited you are <laughs> yeah it's great i know i'm gonna put hundreds of hours into this like i know i know that already now i'm rngs like i've got like it's like it feels like compulsive gambling problem but instead of actual <laughs> money it's like hours i need to sleep and <laughs> I'm just gambling those away, trying to get like a gold drop or a gold engram or something. It's like, come on, give me my exotics. Oh, but, yeah. well, thank you very much for <laughs> yeah. joining us, Dom. No it's, it's been a pleasure, Dom Pepiat, uh, who, of course, covered it for Xbox Achievements, PlayStation Trophies. People can go on there and check out all the stuff you've done with Def- Destiny 2. Yes. Well, well, bye, bye, Dom. Bye. <laughs> bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Uh, I, I mean, I know you've been playing something that you're not allowed to talk about currently. Yes. Which is, I know, is a wanky, annoying thing for games journalists to say. So I yes. apologize <laughs> for saying it. Uh, but we will talk about that next, next week. Next week. Uh, but we can talk about, I mean, we both played this quite recently. So you played Late Shift. I have played Late Shift. Which is an FMV game. Mm-hmm. Uh It's from the same people that did The Bunker, which I reviewed last year. What did you think of Late Shift? I am intrigued. I thought the bunker was okay uh, up until the end when everything that you've done, you've done previously kind of became pointless, really. But Late Shift, I, I like a good FMV game. Yeah, me too. I am a fan of an FMV game. I like FMV like animation films. Do you remember the old Hobbit film that had like people in it as well as yes. animations? Amazing. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a guilty pleasure, I suppose. Um, because yeah, some of them can be shite, but you can kind of appreciate them as well sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, late shift intrigued me because it's it's written by the guy who co-wrote Sherlock Holmes with Guy Ritchie, the film, and he wrote Pompeii, which was like the disaster movie that Kit Harrington was in as well. So a bit of pedigree, you know. Uh, but I think the reason late shift works more than say, parts of the bunker was because the flow never stops. So, like, in the bunker, Mm. you'll get that awkward moment where you open a door, you didn't mean to open it, but the character has to go through the entire rigmarole of opening Opening the door, door. going in, and you're like, no, I didn't, I I need to go back out, so you have to do it again, it has to show you the entire fucking sequence. Whereas in this, it is a film where you get snap decisions, mm. kind of A or B, and in the kind of telltale fashion, it's time. So it's yeah. like, make this this decision fairly quickly. And they do tell you at the very beginning, and I mean, that is a bit contrived. You hear the main character saying... Are we even so, in control of our actions? All this ex- kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, decisions, we can make loads of decisions, can't we? I was like, you're spot on protagonist, well done. <laughs> uh, and uh yeah so like the the way that it does the kind of telltale kind of decisions you make them kind of on the fly very quickly i think that 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 just works better than kind of having control of your character you know and i i, I like yeah the the fact that your decisions kind of matter like there's something about there's like seven endings there's 14 scenes of which you mightn't see all of them yeah uh, so uh, I played it through, uh, and then my husband was intrigued, and then played it through the next night. Uh, and he his turned out wildly different, even from the say he encountered some of the same scenes, but did a different thing in them. Okay, and he like s- skipped entire segments that I had done, but then also between our two playthroughs, we didn't see all the scenes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I I liked that, like that it it really is massively different the, depending on what you do like there is an issue in that the character 
himself. I mean, it's a demanding performance from for the actor because yeah. they have like they have to play numerous characters basically to allow for different yeah. choices. Because I might choose for him to be more sympathetic, but you might choose for him to be a dick. Exactly. Like. Yeah. But the the problem is that from one scene you can choose him to be sympathetic, and the next scene you can choose him to be a dick, and it does kind of like if the, if that's the way you decide to play it, it does. It's it's a little bit jarring, basically, because your le- your leading man is kind of jumping all over the place. And if it was a film, you would be kind of going, "What's happening? <laughs> What's kind of going on here?" But then that's the that's the difficult marriage of film and video game, and trying to kind of intertwine the two, basically. Yeah. Like the I, I think the performances are pretty good. There's a few a few kind of hammy ones in there, and a few kind of really awkward like as I say the contrived we all make decisions decisions matter but like I, I think for the most part it's one of the better FMV yeah, games yeah. you're going to come across uh, I think it was good as well because it didn't at any point use first person perspective so in the bunker you would see stuff from the character's perspective so like his arm would be in shot but mm-hmm. you could tell that it was the the actor like standing really close to the awkwardly close to the cameraman shoving his arm in you know mm-hmm. so yeah, I think, like you say, framing it as kind of, yeah, like a film that you have to participate in worked really well. Uh, and as, yeah, as FMV games go, I think this is a good one. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I suppose you could call it a journey, really. Do you know? Any man can play it, old or young, and they, they go on a journey. That really. reminds me, Colm. Yeah. I played a game called Old Man's Journey. Well. Isn't that just a coincidence? Yeah, uh, it's out now. It's on uh, PC and it's also on iOS and Android. Um, and it's kind of a it's a nice little kind of puzzle game. Uh, I really liked how the puzzles work in it. It's a really nice idea. It's basically so it's the journey of an old man, and you basically follow him hiking through um, loads of you know hills and little villages and mm-hmm. going across and on a train and on a truck and stuff uh, and the puzzle is basically you have to move the landscape up and down in a way that it lines up and he can walk from place to place okay so he can step between hills if the hills are touching kind of thing right uh, and it's really nice because it it reveals uh, little buildings or animals doing things as you move the, the landscape up and down there are waterfalls that you have to cross and there are uh, puzzles. There are blo- like sheep will be in your way, and you have to make the sheep move. And then he he has to step on the hill, and then you can move the sheep again, and then you can step him back down. All this kind of stuff. Is, and it's is is it is there many levels when you're kind of pulling it up and down, or is it like just the one? Oh like, no, there it, are loads. Like okay, so there like, there is a challenge. Yeah. As such. Uh, and the there are different. There's sort of like kind of stormy landscapes, and there are some puzzles where you have to make stuff roll down hills to hit certain things. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's really, it looks really lovely. It's that kind of nice, sort of simple 2D, but then layered, because obviously you have to, you know, think of it as sort of 3D. Yeah. Um, and it's thematically very nice because he lives by the sea and he's kind of an old sailor and it all, it sort of feels a bit like waves moving up and down quite a lot. Um, I didn't, <laughs> it's not that I didn't like it, but I think my reaction to the story is probably different to what you're maybe supposed to have. Right. Um, can Can you... Say without giving anything away? Not really. Okay. But I right. mean, we could skip because we, we time stamped this on YouTube. So I guess we could skip on. 
Mm. Uh, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, because I do want to talk about it, because it made me laugh quite a lot. Okay, spoilers for Old Man's Journey. Yeah, skip on like five minutes, you'll be fine. Um, so basically, his journey is that he is going. He's received a letter, uh, so he's he's going home because basically his his wife or his ex wife, who is also now old, is dying. So as you go along the journey, uh, he pauses, he sits down at benches sometimes and something happening like a light flickering or uh, a boat making a noise will recall a memory from his life. And his life story is basically that he was a sailor. He met this woman, fell in love with her. They had a baby. Uh, The baby grew up into a young girl. Uh, at which point he started hankering for the sea again and planned a whole worldwide trip, uh, which his wife didn't go on. So he just left. Did he invite her at least? Did yeah, you... but I guess she was like, what are you talking about? Like Mary's in school. We, we, yeah, yeah, we can't take her out of school. You, what you, are you going to do? You, know, like... yeah, you have responsibilities now. And he said, don't care. Went Got off. on the boat and fucked off. And then one of the memories, he's like sat looking at a picture of his wife looking all sad. And I'm like, oh, you miss her, do you? Do you miss her? <laughs> and then he builds a house by himself on the cliff of the sea and he paints it and it's all a nice house that he lives in. And then he goes back and finds his dying ex-wife, presumably. Mm-hmm. And she for- he cries a bit and then she forgives him. And his daughter, who's now a grown-up woman, cries uh, and forgives him and hugs him. And then the last thing is you see him on a boat with his daughter and presumably his grandchild having a lovely time. And I would have loved it if instead of that, it had been like his daughter had been like, uh, no we're not gonna I mean I know she wanted to see you or whatever but me and little Toby are going off with Ken my uh, my stepdad because he was there for me he was there for me I mean that would have been yeah that would have been a, a real I, I don't know a, a kind of a, a kick in the heart I suppose in terms but it sounds, sounds more real it sounds more gritty well because I was like I understand it was you know a nice sort of heartwarming story of redemption but I was still just like fuck that old man like I'm sorry but he had decades if he wanted to go back and make amends. The sea was calling him. Decades. Us. I don't care. I don't care how loud the sea was calling. Was the plaintive cries of his child not louder than the sea calling? Apparently not. But apart from that, apart from my reaction to the story, I think it is a very nice puzzle game. Really lovely little puzzle game that you could do in a few hours. So it's worth checking out. You were almost a jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly listen? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Yay! Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and only you, Alice Bell, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 2008. Okay. Clue number two, I have appeared in eight games across... Is that right? (laughs) One, two, three, four. I have... Yes, it is. Clue number two, I have appeared in eight games across five different platforms. Eight games since 2008? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Clue number three, uh, you deserve a lot of... You, <laughs> I forgot I wrote this. Clue number three, you deserve a lot of credit for what's in my game, actually. Thanks for your creations. Clue number four, like all good cutesy mascot-like characters, I even had my own kart racer. Oh my God. 
And clue number five, while while he doesn't actually provide my voice, I'm not that talkative. Stephen Fry oh, can't... Oh, oh, stop, stop, stop. Sack boy. Bell. Sack boy. Correct. I would have also uh, accepted sack girl. Sack boy or sack girl. Uh, well done. You, you got it before I finished my last <laughs> clue. So fucking ages, didn't it? I, I, that's, that's a victory. Um, yeah, to go through clue number one, my first appearance in a video game came in 2008. Of course, the original Little Big Planet. Clue number two, I've appeared in eight games across five different platforms. The five different platforms are uh, PlayStation 3, 4, PSP, Vita and mobile. Uh, and the eight games, like which is mental to think that there were eight Little Big Planet games. Or Little Big Planet, Little Big Planet... PSP, which was different. Uh, Sackboy's prehistoric moves, the forgotten Little Big Planet, really. Little Big Planet 2, Little Big, Little Big Planet PS Vita, Karting 3, and Run Sackboy Run, which was the not very well received uh, mobile game. Uh, clue number three, you deserve a lot of credit for what's in my game, of course. Yeah, thank you very much for creating all those levels, Alice. Uh, I did love. Clue number four, like all good cutesy mascot-like characters, I even had my own kart racer, which I played and was okay. Uh, and clue number five, while he doesn't actually provide my voice, I'm not that talkative. Stephen Fry can shut up in my games. Of course, he provides the narrator, the kind of the guy who talks you through how to actually create levels and all that. So yeah, congratulations, Alice Bell. A excellent victory. Thanks. We are going to move on now to questions every week. We tweet from at videogamer.com asking for your questions for us, which we will then answer, which we're going to do right now. So what have we got? Uh, David Ayers says, uh, do we want to see any other games made into TV shows? Um, like, what, what games are TV shows? I was going to say, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there are. I can't think of any. I mean, see, I feel like TV... Sh- t- look, I mean, TV shows and games are very similar because they're longer forms of entertainment. Uh, so, like, I, I I, don't think so, to be honest. Like, really? un- un- Uncharted is, like, a long... Or, or just a-, a season of television, each Uncharted. Uh, each kind of cinematic game is your kind of your long uh, series of television. So, like, I, I I, don't think that... I don't know. Unless you disagree, the video games lend themselves to the medium. I think you could adapt the story of some video games. You could, but why would you? Because they're already a game. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. At uh, Enchanting Duck says, what game would be most improved by the addition of Kirby? I think, like, a really serious one. <laughs> you know, like how in Kingdom Hearts you have, like... Goofy Mickey and Mickey Mouse having a discussion with like Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if you drop like Kirby into fucking Metal Gear or something, I would then play a shitload of Metal Gear. Yeah, but you see, like I can, you can see a Kirby in Metal Gear. Like, like that's not completely outlandish because of fucking I don't know this big massive hulking Arnold Schwarzenegger fella turning into a crow. Like, well, it's actually a raven, but like, but like that kind of. You can kind of see that in Metal Gear Solid. I kind of go more like something that's really grounded in reality. Like like a Call of Duty. Like something... Well, you look over and Kirby's in your foxhole. Like. <laughs> Kirby's there with his little hat. Ted just yeah, setting off grenades and stuff like that. He could be sucking up all the Nazis. Perfect. That's pretty good, actually, yeah. Uh, 
Oh, this is a good one. Ross McMahon, uh, you become radioactive and bite someone. What ability abilities do they gain? Ooh. Probably uh, the ability to charm. And Very good. Very good, son. Drink. Drink a lot drink of tea. Drink a lot of tea. Endless capacity for tea drinking. And a hatred for bounties. A... Well, like bounties of their kryptonite. Yeah, and the ability to recite a Catholic mass. <laughs> Probably. That's not a superpower. I mean, look, to some people it is. <laughs> uh, what, what would they gain off of you? I don't know. Oh, Christ. Like, All right, fair enough. I don't know. What, what do I do? I mean, you know better than I do. I don't know. Self deprecation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I can eat a lot of a lot of food, and not really put on much weight. I mean, that's that's a that's a decent superpower. Yeah, but you do if you could bottle that, Alice. Yeah, people would be pretty happy. But then, along with that, you do have Crohn's disease, so that's it's a trade off. It's a trade off. It's a trade off. Yeah, but more superpowers like there is that kind of kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, you can eat a lot of food and not put on weight, but also. You can't eat like lettuce without feeling ill. So, <laughs> uh, Commodore Schmidlap says, "Do you remember any indie game shops from your hometowns?" I'm a Swindon lad, and I remember a great one called Virtual Games. I was born in Swindon. Do you remember Virtual Games? No, I didn't live in Swindon. Okay, I lived in a terrible town down the, like half an hour drive away. Uh, I think we did have a game shop at one point. I can't remember what it was called. It was all right, though. It used to be, like, before it was a game shop, it was kind of an alternative clothing store. Right. Um, but I can't remember what it was called. I'm kind of intrigued to learn about this alternative clothing store, to be honest. I can't remember what that was called ah, either, but shame. I know that my someone I was sort of friends with at school, his mum owned it, and he worked there. It was sort of like my chemical romance-y kind of... I think it was second-handy as well, so you could, like, take in your weird clothes. <laughs> And then, pawn him off on yeah. some other unlucky fucker. Um, yeah, we uh, all my all the game shops near me were uh, just massive companies. Your GameStop, your game, all that kind of stuff. There you go. Uh, last one, Captain Catch. Do you think Far Cry Five will come out this year? No, I think it'll come out next year, or possibly nineteen, twenty nineteen. Hmm. I don't think 2019. I think if they're if the reveal is Friday and they announce 2019, it'll be like oh yeah. So I think it'll serious. be next year. I don't think it'll be this year. I I think this year because I think with Red Dead as well, I think they're going to just like hammer fuck yes <laughs> exactly. Yeah, go go hard on it and basically go well. There is no other cowboyish sort of kind of Southern America sort of game, so we're gonna go fucking gung-ho with this and we're going to get it out this year there you go Uh, we will find out very soon Uh, thank you for listening if you've enjoyed this podcast you can get it early or like with an extra bit as well and another extra podcast every Friday by becoming a VGBG just go to patreon.com forward slash video gamer and if you like what you see you can sign up to support us Uh, I am Anna Spell I've enjoyed my column hand you have indeed. Videogamer.com is the website. We're on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash videogamertv. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll speak to you again soon. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.